Welcome to Unity of Tucson. I love that song. It's a song by John Legend. So a thing happened this morning. You're going to get me off the cuff a bit. So, you know, every morning, every Sunday morning, I get to the church at 6 o'clock in the morning. And the first thing I do is I go, I sit at my desk, and I record Sunday morning meditation, because when the Sunday morning meditation is happening online, we're in here rehearsing. And so I record the meditation first thing on a Sunday morning, get that all squared up and ready to go, and... and uh, Then I usually eat my bagel after that. And then I start to consider what is it that really is coming through me to be expressed today. And then I start writing my notes. Now, I mentioned a few weeks ago, you know, that there's this monitor up here. And sometimes when it looks like I'm being very introspective and looking up, I'm actually looking at my notes. That's that's the joke, right? The monitor used to be down here. (laughs) We put it up there. So I use a PowerPoint presentation to get all of my notes ready, and then I've got a computer here, and I've got my little clicker, and it goes through and everything, and I'm, you know, working on the, working on it, working on it, working on it, and I bring up information from, like, online, or I look at, I look at things that I've written in the past. I also have a, I also have a note, note-taking system in my computer where I can be on my phone, take notes, and it'll show up on my computer. And so I'm always looking at all of these things. And so I was working on my talk notes for about an hour. And then I went to close one of the Word documents, not the PowerPoint. And I went, oh, you know, Command-Q. Oh, yeah, it wants me to save. No, I don't need to save the changes. So I hit return. And then I looked up, and that was my talk. (laughs) All of the notes were gone. And then I thought to myself, there was a time in 2015 where I had to give an impromptu talk. I had to give a message off the cuff. And why don't I trust myself to be able to speak truth? Why do I need notes? Well, notes are helpful to keep you on track. That I admit. And yet today, something was clearly saying that what I had prepared was not the thing that needed to be expressed today. And I think it's important that we allow ourselves to move into that place of trust. That there is that within each and every one of us that knows exactly what is looking to be expressed, what is longing to be expressed, and wants to be expressed by means of each and every one of us. I've been a minister for 10 years. I know what there is to be said. And the thing is, we're saying the same thing every single week. That's the joke. (laughs) We say the exact same thing every week. We say, you are magnificent. You are this magnificent divine presence and power. You are the infinite power of the universe showing up as you. That's number one. And number two is that everything is operating based on this law of mind action. So whatever is happening in our mind is showing up as the activity of our lives. Just like Winnell said, you know, what it took was to allow yourself to move into that place in mind that said, this is not real. 
unless I decide for it to be. So as she moved her place, moved her mind back into that place of saying, you know what, at 17, all was in alignment. And you may, it may not even have been a conscious idea, but it was something that moved through you and the body takes care of itself. Emma Curtis Hopkins famously said, if a thought can redden the face, why do we believe that a thought cannot heal a broken bone? That is the power that we each and every one of us have. We have the power to change the experiences of our lives. But it begins by recognizing first and foremost that we are that power. We are that power. It is not something separate out there. It is the core energy of our entire beingness. And collectively, we have a power, which is one of the reasons I love this song. If you're out there, and you're ready, stand up and say, yes, 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 I am ready, I am ready, I am ready. So in my notes, I did very quickly put down a few quotes. So I thought, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit down and recreate the wheel. So I've told you I've been reading this book, The Quantum Revelation by Paul Levy. I finished the book this week. I've, I took my time as it's part of a course that I've been taking. We've been doing two chapters every week, so this was the 14th week that we've been working on it. And his final chapter was on this idea of lucid dreaming. The idea of being aware that we are dreaming when we are dreaming. And there's a whole thing he goes into around it. But there's this one thing he wrote in this chapter that aligns with this song, and I want to share it with you. He, said, he wrote this, when a group of people gets their intention into alignment with each other, magic can happen. Their shared intention gets imprinted into the very quantum field that informs and gives shape to our universe in a way that can really make a difference in the world. I think we underestimate the power that we have to make a difference in the world. And that's why we keep coming back here. That's why we find our way to spiritual center so that we can be reminded of that power that is within each and every one of us. So here we are. Here we are. Do you know the power that resides within you? Do you know that power? There's a shift happening. And I think that, I, I fully believe that if Myrtle and Charles Fillmore were here, if Ernest Holmes was here, if Nona Brooks and Melinda Kramer were here, these are all the people who started the various parts of the New Thought movement, unity, divine science, religious science. I believe if these people were here today, they would be telling us, you're still studying what we wrote 100 years ago? You're still studying that? Great, great, if it inspires you, magnificent, but where are you going? What is the next step? How are you evolving this understanding? How are you stepping into the practice of new thought? Because that's what it's all about. It's about practice, it is about letting this philosophy activate our lives. 
If we are living with the understanding that we are the very power and presence of divine energy and that the universe is operating based on a law of mind action, well then let us use our mind and put it into action. Put it into action. There is an, that's, that's why spiritual evolution is such an important idea for me. Because as we evolve into greater expressions of the self, which is what we're doing all the time, even though sometimes those greater expressions of the self don't feel so good. You ever feel that? It's like, oh gosh, I'm having a rough day today. Right, Winnell? Yeah. <laughs> there is still that which is being broken open to express in some new way. And it is the very nature of this divine power, this divine presence, and this divine energy to do so through each and every one of us, by means of each and every one of us. This past week, I've had a lot of opportunity to let go. You know, they say let go and let God, right? I've just been letting go, letting go, letting go. And I think maybe today, the reason that all, maybe the reason all those notes disappeared for me today is because I need to do this. And maybe we should all take this to heart. Let's forget everything we think we know. Let's forget everything we think we know. What if we knew nothing? What if we stripped it all away? We knew nothing of divine power. We knew nothing of law of mind action. We had no language to talk about the things that we talk about in these centers and in these spiritual communities. What if we let it all go? What would we be left with? I know I I've, I've used this kind of idea before, but it's an important idea to strip away and unbox God. Because even in a philosophy like New Thought where we say, oh, we're open, you know, we're open to the infinite power and presence, we're open, we're open, we're open. So long as we understand that the way we say our prayer has exactly got to be right, otherwise it's not going to be effective. Let that go. Because here's the thing about prayer. Prayer is a magnificent tool that we have at our disposal, but many of us get caught up in, am I saying all the right words? rather than saying, am I being moved in this moment to some new thing, some new idea, some new expression of myself? That's the power of prayer. The power of prayer is in the feeling of it, not the words we use. Because here's the thing about words. Words are very clumsy. I started this course in which we've been reading this book, uh, 34, well, we've had 34 sessions. And so I started it last fall, I think it was in September. And it was the first or second class that I was sitting there in class and there are 20 of us, you know, we're all online on Zoom and talking about all of these deep consciousness things, you know. I joke every week when I talk about it, I say, it's funny because the class is called Advanced Consciousness Studies. I'm like, what does that even mean? We talk about consciousness. We talk about the nature of consciousness and the nature of God and the nature of our experience in this thing called life. And I finally had to step up one day. It was like the second or third class, first, second, or third, I don't know. First, second, or third class. And I said, there is absolutely no way we can effectively talk about any of this because language is not sufficient to describe what we are trying to describe. If God is infinite, the moment we put language to God, 
we have boxed the idea of God, and it has become a finite idea in our mind. So part of the work that we're doing in New Thought is to get rid of the box. Get rid of the box. So if I were to say to you today, forget everything. Forget everything you think you know about God. Forget everything you think you know about the way life works. Forget everything you think you know about consciousness. You know what feels really good to me? If I forget all of that, I actually relax. Because I don't feel like I have to live up to something any longer. So forget it. Let it go. Unbox God. One of the ways that we've boxed in God is there are very many spiritual paths that talk about God as something out there. And one of the blessings of new thought is that we have said God, being the infinite power and presence, cannot be exclusive of that which is us. And so if you're new here, I'm going to say three words that are oftentimes very shocking to people. But I want you to hear them with that understanding that there is nothing separate from the infinite. So I will say, and I believe, you are God. Which is not to say that you are separate from my being God or your neighbor being God or anything else being God. If it is all God, we should be able to step forth and say, I am God, I am that which is. I am the greatness on demand that is the infinite churning forth of the universe into activity. And as I use my mind, I am creating my life. So how am I using my mind? So this goes back to a little bit to what Winnell was talking about. Awareness. 90%, 90, 100% of the work that we do is to deepen into awareness. Because as we become aware of the way our lives are unfolding, as we look at our lives, we then can make informed decisions about how we would like life to progress. Far too many people give it over to something that they think is out there. And I'm saying, let us not do that anymore. Even to say, I am one, I am one with God. I am one with God, right? We've, we've taken that on as a languaging within this movement. I am one with God. Well, where is God in that equation? It's still outside the self. It is still a dualistic it is idea. It is still that thing out there. Jesus understood it when he said, the Father and I are one. And he was talking about all of humanity. We are each and every one of us that Father presence. So we are not one with God. We're not even one in God. We are one of God. We are one of God. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to just check in in your heart right in this moment and see how that feels. See what the feeling is. Now, there may be a feeling of discomfort because it's not something you're used to. That's okay. But if I say to you, you are one of God, how does that feel? 
my only job here, I believe, is to consistently invite us all to let go of what we think we know. I'm taking that more to heart every single week. I find my own sense of challenge within that because I am also being observed by an organization that has doctrine that says this is the doctrine. But I think even looking at the doctrine, we should be able to question the doctrine. The power that we have is to question everything. Question everything. That's why one of my favorite spiritual practices, and I know this has been coming up a lot lately, is to say, I know nothing, now what can I know? To let go and live within that concept of beginner's mind. What if we really let go? What if we truly let go? You know, in beginner's mind, there is no isness. There is only infinite potential and possibility. Zen master Suzuki said about beginner's mind, in beginner's mind there are many possibilities, but in the experts there are few. It's ironic, isn't it? I have spent the, a, a large portion of my life becoming an expert. And yet, I think a true expert would be willing to step back and say, let it all go. Let it all go. I think we even need to let go of those things that we hold on to so dearly in our hearts. Those things that perhaps have become rote in our life and in our relationship to this thing called God. I'm about to say something shocking to the longtime unity people. I think we need to really look at the prayer for protection and question it. We say the prayer for protection. We're going to say it again today at the end of the service. What, what is it that we need protection from? James Dillett Freeman himself, who wrote the prayer for protection, said, we don't need protection from anything. So what is the power of the prayer? Well, first of all, it's in the feelings, so let's be clear on that. But I think we need to restructure it because the prayer for protection itself is written in a very dualistic fashion. And I think we need to own it. I am the light. I am the presence. I am the power. What is it we need protection from? So today's message, which clearly is just me saying what needed to be said, really comes down to this. What preposition are we going to use <laughs> to truly understand our relationship as the divine? Are we in God, are we with God, or are we of God? Maybe we get rid of all the prepositions together, all together because you know, what's the purpose of a preposition in English grammar? It is to recognize a relationship between one thing and another. There is no relationship. We are that very thing itself. So let's get rid of the preposition, all the prepositions that we use to describe God, and let's begin to truly take to heart, I am that which is. I am that I am. And see what happens.
be willing to see what happens. That's the message. Peace and blessings to you. The homework this week, remember I told you you have homework? The homework this week is actually something that was inspired by Paul Levy. Uh, one, of the, one of the blessings that we had is in this class that I take every Thursday night, we've been reading his book, like I said, for uh, 14 weeks, and he came and was uh, part of our class this past Wednesday, and we talked about this idea of lucid dreaming, and he's a practicing Buddhist, a Tibetan Buddhist, and he said there's this practice within Buddhism that uh, is very prevalent for him and has really led him down his journey of uncovering and discovery, and so I thought, well, why don't we all give this practice a try? So this week, I would like every single one of us to explore the idea in every waking moment that we are experiencing life as a dream. Consider that everything we are experiencing is actually a dream. The experience is a product of the mind, and we can live in an awareness of that. And if something does not feel right, Rather than try to change the dream, change our relationship to the experience. Change our idea of what our relationship to the experience is. I'm gonna let that kind of sit there and be what it needs to be because I know it's a very kind of wide, high idea, but give it a shot this week and see what comes up for you. See how it works for you. Live life as though it is a dream. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.